You're listening to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, Episode 70, with Master Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Paige Bowman. Welcome to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, the weekly podcast for coaches who are growing their coaching business and on their weight loss journey. Each week, we'll be tackling why weight loss feels hard and how to make hitting your weight loss goal the simplest thing you do all day. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Y'all, I have an amazing surprise guest for you on today's podcast, whom you are going to love if you don't already. I am so honored to have Corinne on the podcast. As you'll hear in the episode, we go way back, even if she doesn't know it. I listen to her podcast. I love to learn from her because she thinks like I do. She likes to keep things simple. And in the midst of learning all about emotional eating, especially in how coaching and those in the coaching world talk about it, she was a very helpful person to listen to. And so to have her on my podcast after I listened to her podcasts for so long in the beginning of my journey is just so wild and I couldn't be happier and more honored to have her on the podcast. We do talk about going after two big goals, of course, and you all know that's a huge value of mine and one of the things that I think sets me apart and just my belief that you can go after two big goals. So we talk about that a lot. But what's interesting is this conversation really takes an amazing turn as well as we talk about this idea of being honest with yourself. And so it's kind of a wild ride in the best way. You're going to enjoy it so much. So let's get into it. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to present to you one of my all-time favorite leaders in not only the coaching world, but the weight loss community. I'm kind of appalled that she's on my podcast. Like, I can't believe this is happening. So I just need y'all to know I'm excited. But I have with me the amazing master coach, Corinne Crabtree, here with me. Introduce yourself. Say hey to all the people, Corinne. Well, hello, everyone. That was uh, like, I, I love how you said, I'm just appalled that she's here. <laughs> Maybe Paul's actually not the right word. I'm terrible with words. No, that's <laughs> awesome. Because I know you were all like, I'm from, I'm in Georgia. I know you're in the South too. So like, we're like, sometimes we don't get our words right and that's okay. Oh yeah. I've always joke around with my husband. Like, well, for this one word kept coming up, hubris. And I heard it in like different things. And my husband's like super smart. Like he literally, when he was a kid, read the dictionary for fun. Like he is just like straight nerd all the way through and through. I was like, what does hubris even mean? Like, I don't even know what that means. And I was like, that sounds like a word I should learn so I can drop on somebody one day and they'll be like, you sound smart. (laughs) And now every time it happens in a show, he's like, that would be hubris, baby. (laughs) I'm like, thank you. I, I appreciate that. So to know a little bit about me is um, back in 2007, I had lost a hundred pounds after suffering with my weight for ever since I was nine years old. Uh, I did it through making just small changes. I didn't count calories. I didn't cut out all kinds of foods. Like I just literally started on day one with what can I do today? It's a little bit better than yesterday. And after I lost 
all my way. It took me about 18 months. I knew that I wanted to help other women do it. I popped on the Weight Watcher message boards because back then we didn't have Facebooks and Instagram. We didn't have anywhere like that back then. So I went where everybody else was hanging out trying to lose weight and started offering advice. Lots of people wanted it. Um, They liked that I was just real plain spoken about it. Like I didn't complicate things. I just spoke my mind. And from there, I decided, all right, enough people are listening to me. I'm probably should start like a business. Let's like, let's see who might want to pay me. And so that's when I kind of decided, all right, I really want to make a run at this. I think that I've got something unique and special to offer people who want to lose weight in a way that, that they really feel like they're not going to have to do it ever again. Like they, Mm -hmm. like I knew when I lost weight, something had changed inside me. Like I had become someone who loved my new lifestyle. It wasn't just about loving my weight and loving my body. It was like, I really loved the person that I had become. I had become someone who encouraged herself instead of beat herself into submission. And I'd become someone who actually liked the way she treated herself. I had figured out how to have a really good relationship with not only the foods I loved eating, but also foods that I historically thought I wouldn't love eating. And so uh, 16 years later, I'm still doing it and Mm -hmm. got my own membership and podcast and just work work every day to help more women lose weight. And and really, I want to be known as someone who revolutionized the diet industry. I focus a lot on um, how often we've gone on diets and suffered at the hand of diet trauma and been... um, restricted and deprived and just there's so much to untangle I really want to be the person who's like we can't just keep telling women to lose weight at all costs and stop eating these foods and count these calories and then you'll have the life you want it's Mm -hmm. like there's so much underneath it and I want to help women figure all that out oh yeah and I have to tell you I remember one time you saying that you want to become think you said like more popular like your community is more popular than weight watchers and I was like yes let's go <laughs> so I joke around with my husband all the time is like uh one of these days when I overtake weight watchers I want on my tombstone like you know she put she put uh weight watchers in their grave <laughs> yes oh that's so good and I have to say so I have been a part of like I was telling you before we started, like, it's kind of full circle because I started listening to your podcasts, losing a hundred pounds. And it helped me come out of, I had already started learning from life coaches, how to lose weight, which was revolutionary for me, but it still felt like something wasn't hitting. And it was exactly what you said. Like you don't complicate things. So listening to your podcast was so helpful. And I've, I had been in no BS for a while, which is your membership and done a few of your live events. Um, I did them virtually and just, you've had such an impact on me. And then the way I teach, I teach the first episode of the podcast is called, is called what is simple weight loss and it's doable and maintainable. Like you said, like lose weight in a way you'll never have to do it again. So I just have to say, You've had such an impact on me. And I think anyone who listens to me and goes and follows you or either way probably can like pick that up because of the simplicity, do it in a dual and maintainable way. So that once it's, once you've changed, you've changed for good. Yes. 
And I think that's the important, I think that's the piece that's been missing with traditional diets. Like I always think about people like me and you, we're moving more into that modern, modern weight loss. Like, what is that going to look like? It's got to be more full circle. Like we have to love ourselves. We have to learn how to talk to ourselves. We have to understand, you know, what are our self-sabotage habits? Like, how do we unwind at night without, you know, food? How do you get over mom guilt? Like, Modern weight loss is addressing everything that's going on underneath so that when you eat, you can like make now really intentional, loving decisions around food. You know, food was just never designed to solve our problems. It was designed to solve one problem, hunger. That was it. (laughs) that, That its job is done there. And as humans over time, us not figuring out the crap that goes on in our life, we started using food as a way to just cope with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to, you know, there, we just need a lot of weight loss coaches out there, y'all, who mm-hmm. are speaking from the same hymnal now, because it's like, I tell people all the time, my mission is to teach every woman how to lose weight for good and feel amazing as she deserves. Mm-hmm. And I realized a while ago, uh, it was going to take a lot of us doing it. Like, I'd love to teach every woman, but there's just no way it's going right. to need like coaches like you and me and anybody else who wants to get on that train. Yes. And we talked about earlier that you do have an advanced weight loss certification, which that's in the works for me one day. We were talking about this. I just finished master coach training last year and you were, of course, one of the leaders. And the one time I raised my hand to get coached on you, you just put me in my place. <laughs> it was so good. Um but you have an advanced weight loss certification to help people who want to like us. And I've, I've even worked with weight loss coaches who are, want to lose weight this way. And that of course affects what they do. So you're, you're not just saying that's what you want to do, but you are enacting that and helping people that want to help people lose weight for the last time. And really, like you said, and diet trauma. So you said that the application is closed for that. We're, we're recording this and um, early April. But if y'all are listening, especially because I am talking to coaches, if that's you that's interested in that, definitely just go follow Corinne and be on the lookout. I will definitely be in one of your cohorts one day. Yeah. I would just tell everybody, get on the wait list because then you won't miss an opening if we ever, you know, whenever we do one or whatever, it's at theweightlossuniversity.com. Ooh. And that way you'll at least be in the, like, you'll be in the know if when if and when we open the next one so okay so this kind of leads into what i really wanted to have you on the podcast to talk about and that is going through this process this is what i did so i found coaching i finished my master's degree in counseling and i decided i just wanted to do coaching i don't want to do counseling and i when i found coaching i found this idea of emotional eating. Like that was the first time I'd heard that when I learned who Jody was and you and the life coach school. And I realized one, I want to be a coach Two, I want to be an entrepreneur. And three, now that I know what emotional eating is and people are giving me tools to end that, I want to do that too. I don't want to put off and use this time that's going to be hard and difficult as more reasons to continue emotionally eating. I want to figure that out while learning how to become a coach, working a full-time job and being an entrepreneur and figuring that out for my first time. So one thing that, and it's one of the first episodes of my podcast is how to have two big goals, how to 
for a lot of my listeners who are coaches, especially those that are entrepreneurs, they've got a big goal to make a certain amount of money in their business. And if you're listening, you probably have a weight loss goal and you want to change your relationship with food. So I wanted you to start by telling us about, because I know you're on board with this, a time or times when you have gone after two big goals, what your experience is with that. And just share about, um, I be, we even talked about constraint and a little bit of that with my audience. Yeah. So I think the first thing is, especially for our weight loss coaches, I, I have some distinct opinions on this. I never understand logically why a coach really thinks they have to lose their weight before they can help someone. I want you all to think about the insecurity level of your client. They really aren't looking for thin people to help them. In fact, most of them, and think about yourself, you have so much shame and so much worry about judgment that going out and finding a thin person to help you lose weight is intimidating. You think they don't understand. There's so much that goes on. So like when you're sitting there thinking you have to lose your weight first, here's where you're not. You're not in your client's head. Because I have coached thousands of women. And I will tell you, our brains are a mess when we're trying to lose weight. We are not sitting there. Like, number one, they're not sitting there thinking about you at all. They're so like, it's just like you right now. You're not in your client's head. You're in your head. I'm not good enough. I should lose my weight first. Who would listen to me? So if you're sitting there thinking that they're judging you, they're not. You're not even judging them. We all get trapped in our head. The other thing that we have to remember is in order to help someone, you only ever need to be a few steps ahead. You don't have to be at the end of your journey. You just need to be a few steps ahead of people in order to say, I just experienced that and here's how I got over it. So if you want to have two goals like building a business and losing weight, they are in service of each other. The more that you are working on yourself and you're going through the exact problems, the exact fears, temptations, cravings, urges, you know, blow it weekends, you know, like anything that you're doing, it is a lesson that number one, you're probably going to coach someone through one day. And wouldn't it be great if you could give stories and examples of like, this just happened to me recently. I did that. And here's what I did. And here's what I'm working on. So don't forget the power of like being able to collect stories and examples and things as you're losing weight. The other thing that it's in service of is it's your content. Every problem you run into is an opportunity for you to write a lesson or a framework, a social post or an email. Because whatever you're solving for you, I guarantee you're going to help someone solve for themselves one day. Mm. I wish more of our coaches, and and I will just tell all of you who are listening, I think I have 10 coaches on my staff, and I think only four of them are at goal weight right now. And they, like all of them have their own unique strengths, but the six who aren't at their goal weight, they are powerful coaches because they can see, like when they hear someone spiraling, they've been doing it themselves some, they can see it and smell it and Like they can empathize and they don't get like, you know, one thing that's hard for me at this stage, because I've had my weight off for 16 years is 
staying in the shoes of my client. If you're going to be a business owner, you have to be in your client's heads. And it is a skill and it is a talent and it is a necessity. And when you're still in it and you're still solving it, you actually have a superpower for building a business if you look at it that way. But when you let your like doo-doo self-loathing take over, like nobody will listen to me. They're all going to think this. Who am I? It's like, right. Who are you? You are someone who is still working on your way. You are committed. You are determined to help other people do it because you have so much energy and passion for it. That's who you are, but you got to decide to be that person. Mm, that's so good. And I will say for those that don't coach weight loss, I, I've been sharing this a lot. So I call it my last frontier is working with a money coach because I did weight loss. And then I, th- I thought that was the hardest thing. And then I started entrepreneurship and I was like, no, this is the hardest thing. And now like working around my beliefs around money, but I'll tell you, and this is why I talk about it so much is I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what my clients are working through right now in the beginning stages of their journey is what I'm working through with money. So even if it's not the same, I'm able to help them so much more because I'm like, oh yeah, this is, this is, you know, not seeing money as data. That's what you're thinking about weight loss. And I've, I solved that for myself years ago, but now I'm with money and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not seeing as just numbers. You're not seeing weight loss. Okay. Here's how we change that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Or see what you're going through. So I love that. It's like, it's your superpower as you're growing to be able to use what you're working through to help your people even more. Like it's, they go, they go together. Oh, that's so good. So then what would you say, especially just like you being an example of this belief that you can go after two big things. You don't have to be at your goal of whatever it is you're working on to be able to help people with having staff literally on or coaches on your staff um, who are in that space. So what would you say are the beliefs a coach needs to have who is going after losing weight is not there yet and is kind of doubting that they can be as helpful as they are or as they want to be to their clients? What would they need to be believe to say, yes, this is not a problem. I can be on my weight loss journey and be so freaking helpful to my client. Like, what do they need to be believing? What would you say? I would say like every problem I'm facing is the same problems my clients are facing. I just have the tools to unlearn it a little faster than they do. Mm -hmm. I mean, you do not have to be a weight loss success before you can help other people have their weight loss success. You just need to understand the problems they're running into. You need to understand like the help that you can give them. Like it's just not about you. Oh, uh, that's it right there. I think that's it, right? It's yeah. It would be like saying um, like a brain surgeon can't operate on anybody unless he's had a tumor himself. <laughs> You're like, no one would say that. And yet the rest of us are like, I don't know. You know, I haven't removed a tumor in my brain. Like it just it's we have to like poke holes in that theory that whatever we whatever we're experiencing is like the end all be all. It's like I just I'm going to tell you if everybody would just believe that every problem that you're running into as you're solving your weight is like one more lesson that will be in your course one day. Is one more lesson you will teach in a podcast one day. 
Like, this is why I think it's important for us coaches that as we work through our problems, you're also, because we were talking about how do you serve like basically two, two goals at one time. Mm-hmm. As you're working through your problems and you're doing your own stuff, take note on the business side. How can I use this in my business? Mm-hmm. Like, where is this going to help me? It's going to help you in your copy, your marketing, dialing in who your actual person is, understanding their pain points, knowing how they, however you're talking about it in your head is how they're talking about it in their head. Mm-hmm. That's how we combine both. I, I don't think there's, because you had kind of asked me, like, I'm, I'm the kind, you had asked me about, like, how do I go after multiple things? Because just, I mean, we're both, we came from the life coach school and I love the life coach school, but there's one concept that is taught that I think is like, it's not always super clear as to how it works. When you're in the early stages, it's good to focus on one goal as your primary. That doesn't mean you can't have other ones. They just can't all be prioritized exactly the same. Like if you want to learn how to knit, build a business, golf and everything else, they can't all be equal time and equal value. It's like I can do each one like like if I'm building a business, I might be learning to play golf in service to building a business. This is going to be my downtime. And when I go and do these things, this is how I rest. So I'm only going to be learning how to play golf during certain times. And then I'm going to be doing a business. I'm I'm a big believer in The constraint is when you are working on a goal, you always have to know what your primary goal is. Mm. What is the one that matters the most? Then these other things you want to do, it's fine if you want to give energy to them, but not at the sacrifice of the main. And then always figure out these other interests or these other things I want to do, how do they support, prop up, advance or make this one easier. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And I I think, you know, you'd probably agree with this, but this is what I found, which is why I chose weight loss as my niche is hang on. If I actually do the work, which doesn't take that much energy anyway, on losing weight, learning how to plan my food, honor my plan, allow urges, et cetera, by the way, those like don't take a lot of time throughout your 24 hours a day. But if I do that, I'm actually more able to focus on and be present on the building my business goal, if that's your primary goal, which it was when you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, that's how it worked for me. It was my primary goal to build my business, become a coach. But I found intuitively that learning how to manage my mind around food and plan my food and honor my food all serviced that primary goal, which is why I could do both at the same time. Yeah. And I just want to like drill in. This is the thing about having multiple goals. When our brain thinks they're all like equal value, all big and important or whatever, like, like weight loss is a good example. We will just lie to ourselves. Like, like I just don't have time to lose weight. I'm building my business. How much time are we talking? Like I tell people all the time, Do a time study. Do not believe your brain when it says stuff like that. I've always found that when I'm not standing in the pantry and eating, that I actually have more time for work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, it's right the opposite. Mm -hmm. It's like we like the less eating that you're going to do emotionally, 
the more time you actually have to work. But that's usually the problem is that I've got so much insecurity around building my business Mm. that if I stop eating, I'm just spending more time in my business insecurities. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, so it's like, work on your insecurities then like, but don't go be saying I ain't got time to lose weight. So you got time to lose weight. You just now need time to work on your insecurities. Oh, that's so good. Yes. So it's like, understand the real reason you're not choosing to go after the weight loss goal. It's not because you don't have time, but it's because it's going to bring up what you're actually fearing, which is maybe that you know, like you said, the insecurities, like, I'll fail at this. I won't be good at this. You know, I'm going to give it my all and, you know, feel disappointed, et cetera. So that needs to be the focus then, or at least be honest with yourself. I'm always saying that on podcasts, like, listen, if you aren't ready to go after weight loss, then put it on the back burner until you are. I'm just now, I've been in the life coach arena for years and I just now hired my first money coach last year. So I put it on the back burner. And then when I was ready, I went for it, but I didn't keep telling myself it wasn't because I didn't have time, right? I was like, okay, this first and then this and then this. So if you're not going to be honest, and if you're going to know what's going to take being honest about what your actual insecurities are, what it's actually going to take, which is owning that entrepreneurship is hard, by the way. Well, and I, this is one thing that, um, that I'm teaching. I'm, I'm, I have a live event in July for my members for my weight loss and it's called no BS excuses camp. <laughs> so I'm like, we ain't making excuses anymore. ladies, And this is how we're going to stop. And one of the things I'm teaching them is we're never going to use the word. I can't, we're going to say, I won't. And here's why, Ooh. because when you say I won't do it, there's a like, man, like your reasoning brain has to come online. Like there's, I love how you said the honesty. I'm a big believer in telling the truth too. I'm like, let's just not lie to ourselves anymore. It ain't that I don't have time. It's that I won't make time because I keep telling myself this, or I keep believing this. Like I won't is very powerful because it makes you get clarity around what the real problem is. And when you know what the real problem is, the very least you'll know what the real solution is. Mm, Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So let me ask you this. And this is something I wanted to ask and get your opinion on is when you think about like, here's your primary goal. And then here's maybe your secondary goal, right? Primary goal being hundred K coach on owning your own business, secondary goal being maybe losing 25 pounds. That's what mine was. Do you like, what are your thoughts on, does it take sacrifice? And if so, like, what are your thoughts about that? Like, cause we're, you say sacrifice. What do you mean? So I think one of the things that I've realized over my time of being an entrepreneur and, and then having these secondary goals, like right now it's the money stuff, right? is it does take sacrifice for me in that I'm putting other things aside. So for example, in my personal life, I'm not traveling as much because I'm working on saving up. I I now have money goals. I'm like, who am I? (laughs) And I take an hour of my week and I spend money on working with someone to help me with, with working on my money stuff. And with entrepreneurship, there's sacrifice there in many different ways. And I think one of the things when you talked about like, I can't versus I won't is being honest that there's sacrifice in 
saying I'm going to go after entrepreneurship and I'm going to go after being someone who wants to lose weight, both of which take managing my mind, getting awareness, asking for help, maybe taking time, taking energy. And I think sometimes what I hear from people is they're not willing to make those kind of sacrifices, especially when you think about money, energy, and time. Yeah. Well, here's my, just my general thoughts. It's like, yeah, you are going to have to make sacrifices. That's just the way the world works. It's like, if you have a baby, Mm. like if you have a newborn, you're sacrificing sleep. You're going to sacrifice probably, you know, going out to dinner for, if you're like us, for at least three months. Like, I think the thing is, is like people are afraid of sacrificing things. And it's because of the story they tell themselves. Like, do you really not want to sacrifice stuff? It's always a good question. It's like, whatever you think you have to sacrifice and say, is that worth not having your dream? Because I'm a big believer in watching our language. So it's just as powerful as I want so is I choose or choose not to, mm-hmm. you know, the, I, I, the most doo-doo word is when we start saying like, I have to, or I can't. And it's like, or I should, or I shouldn't. Those are words we have to stay away from because they don't tell the truth. They lie. They make us feel like something outside of us is doing all of this. And if we are a helpless victim, there's a little bit of relief for a lot of people on feeling like things are outside of my control. I mean, I would be going after all my dreams if it wasn't for these things, like, you know, I, whatever that is. And I just am like, no, we're always going to tell the truth. You either choose to do this or you choose not to. You choose to give this up or you choose not to give this up. Just be honest with yourself about what you're willing to choose and not choose. Because if you are going to build, if you're going to like, I'll just tell everybody the truth. That first 100K, be ready to work. You don't have experience. You don't have a lot of knowledge. You got to learn a ton of crap. You got to test tons of things. It's going to test your self-esteem, your self-worth. You you have to learn how to cheerlead yourself instead of give up. You have to learn perseverance and determination. It's not about working all the time, but you are going to give up some time. In the early days, you ain't got no money. Like, you know, right now, I don't have to spend as much time in my business as I did in the earlier stages. I can work, you know, 40 hours a week, but I also pay $2 million in salary. (laughs) You ain't got that money. I had to start on day one where I had nobody. I remember this story where um, my husband and I are huge poker players. We love poker. We go to Vegas all the time for poker weekends, all kinds of stuff. And back in the day, when I first started in 2007, we hosted a home game and it had a tournament and then a cash game right after. And it was the highlight of the month. I mean, we got a babysitter. We couldn't wait. When I first started building my business, I had noticed a problem with my clients. I was giving them workouts And most of them had never worked out before and they didn't understand the terminology. So I was going to build them an exercise Bible with every single move we did every like, like, and this was back in the day, we didn't have really good design stuff. So it was a struggle bus to get it all done. We read a poker, we finished our poker tournament. And I looked at my husband and I said, I'm not playing the cash game tonight. I'm going upstairs because I really need to get this done. 
because my ladies are struggling on figuring out how to do what I tell them to do. And I had to sacrifice my fun that night. I had to sacrifice time because I didn't have money to hire someone. This we weren't like this was this business. I had to build it from the ground up by myself. We were not going to be able to invest money in it. We didn't have that. My, we just didn't have extra money. We had enough money to support our lifestyle and play some poker once a month, but we didn't have money to invest in contractors and help and web designers. Corinna do all of it. And I spent time figuring out back then, what am I willing to sacrifice? I was willing to sacrifice some fun to be able to grow the business I wanted to have paying clients, to have people taken care of. And so we all just have to have these honest conversations about ourselves. Because that first 100K, like, don't snow yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's work. But yeah, it and- doesn't mean you have to struggle and hustle and all this other. There's a level of hustle. The way that I like to describe hustle mentality is where you're beating yourself into submission to work where you're using, I have to, I should, I'm not good enough. I'm so dumb. Like where you're just like, man, 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 you're acting like a butt to yourself. That will cause you to feel the burnout. It will cause overworking or it will cause underworking and like, you know, eating instead of working. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Right. But then there's the other side, which is not hustle, which is determination and grit. And willingness. I think willingness is one of those things that coaches need to practice more of. It's like, you don't have to do crap, but are you willing to do this knowing it could change someone's life and it could change your life too? Yeah. And I think like, just kind of, it sounds like the theme is like just being honest because it's the same with food, right? It's like, you're going to have to sacrifice not having, you know, I just talked to a client about like, you do something similar to life coach school. It's like the tedious, powerful worksheet and you have one that's really good. And we talked about like, once you learn that two Oreos is enough to get you to satisfied, you're now basically like, I'm no longer someone who eats a whole row of Oreos anymore because now I've learned two is enough. And so you're kind of sacrificing that mindset of, I just like slam a road Oreos because I've learned this about myself. But when you're honest and you're willing, that sacrifice is going to feel different than when you're telling yourself, no, I can't have that. I'm depriving myself. I'm restricting, um, et cetera. So that just came to me. But I think that maybe even just hearing you say that it's not as much about sacrifice as it is. What are you willing to do and not do according to your own goals, by the way, the ones that you set up your, I got coached on this recently. Like you're the one that's wanting to make this amount of money page. So like when you're in, like feeling entitled to not working as much, like check yourself. Yeah. Because it's like, it's even like right now I'm in busy season, you know, like here's the thing about like for every coach should know your business is always going to have cycles. You'll have busy seasons. You'll have some seasons that won't be as busy. You know, it just depends on how you set it up. And right now I'm in the busy season. I mean, I did, I've almost finished 60 podcast interviews in one month, not including still showing up for my own business. I guess coaching other businesses, I have to still write my, my marketing department still wants their copy that they need for the month in the business side of things on Fridays, you know, like. This is just that time. And I just always tell myself, this is the busy season. 
We're going to double down. We're going to get it done. I chose this. I chose my goals. I chose all of it. And if I don't want seasons like this, then I just need to plan better. Like for this particular goal, it just required a lot more work from me. Mm. I was the only one that could do some of these things, but I didn't sit there and be like, oh my God, it's so terrible. Where, where, where? I just like, no, I decided all of this. Mm. Yeah, again, I don't want this level of work. This is the thing that I think is always empowering for everyone is like, if you don't want that level of work, then you just have to be honest. Like, here is the level of work I want to do. So can I figure out how it, you know, sometimes if you don't want to work a lot of hours in the beginning, you just need to be okay with then my journey might be longer Mm. because the only way to grow fast is you've either got to put a lot of time in or a lot of money in up front. <laughs> like, you know, if you are going to be like me, where you're like, I don't have the resources, like you're not going to go out and get some venture capital or get a backer or somebody in your family who'll give you lots of money so you can like learn fast how to run ads and stuff. If you're just really going to start off slow, it's like there are things you have to invest. Sometimes that's your time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that means cutting out like when this is when constraint comes in. You may have to constrain some of the things. You don't have to constrain weight loss goals, but you may have to constrain how much TV you watch. You may have to like for me in the busy season, I don't work out like I love working out for at least an hour a day. Like I, sometimes it's just walking. Sometimes it's strength training. Like sometimes I'm running, whatever it is in busy season. What I love to do. And what will get the job done are two different things. I need that extra 30 to 45 minutes every morning. It's a like, that's my most powerful time of the day. So guess what happens during busy season? Shorter, tighter workouts, keep the habit. And then when the busy season's over, we can go back to leisurely 90 minute walks, talking to my bestie, listening to all the self-development, whatever it is I want to be doing. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Okay. So, and I just have to share this with you. So my goal was 25 pounds and I did it in two and a half years. And I started in 2019 when I found the life coach school and I became a coach is when I started. And I tell people, I have a whole episode about my journey. And I tell people that I didn't set a time limit. I said, this is what I'm going to do. And I would lose like chunks at a time. And my main reason, and I love that we're talking about this because it's helping me even put words to it is the entrepreneurship and becoming a coach was primary, but I didn't make that mean I couldn't work on weight loss. So the weight loss was secondary and there were seasons. There were seasons where I lost 10 pounds in 90 days. And then I also taught myself how to make it maintainable. So I didn't care how long it took. And I will literally take clients in our sessions and I'll have the conversation. I'll draw them a graph and I'll say, you can lose 25 pounds in six months. You can lose it in one year and three years. And the the journey's all get you to the end point, but it's, you just get to decide, do you want to do the work up front to lose 25 pounds in six months? Or are you the kind of person that wants to lose it in three years? Like there's no right or wrong. It's just about what are you willing to do and being honest about it, but being honest that not that it's going to take time because it takes time. It's just, this is how much work I'm willing to put into it and then own your decision and that that's okay. Oh yeah, for sure. I think we just all have to be real realistic. It's just like forever. I've been wanting to get to 21 million 
And I've been working on it for three years. The first year I thought I would get there. Like every year I'm like, this is the year, this is the year. And every year we've not hit it. And I just, every single time I'm like, there's no reason not to keep going for it. Mm. There's just no reason. And I'm just like, we keep making changes. We keep doing little things all along the way. We're making it like every year we've made a little bit more money. We just haven't found the way to make it faster. And I just keep telling myself, and that's okay. Like, I never know when it's going to snap into place. And if I really wanted to double down and get it done, I would probably hire a bunch of people. We would get there. But my I'm not willing to do that. Mm. One of the things that means a lot to me in my company is I don't hire until the business needs it. Because I take people's livelihoods seriously. The last thing I want to do is hire a bunch of people trying to get to a goal. Because at the end of the day, I talk about belief in a very different way than most people. It's like, I like to be realistic. We may or may not get there. I don't want to try to tell myself 100% it's going to happen. I'm like, I like to tell myself, here's 100% of what will happen. I will give my all to get there. Now, I believe that a thousand percent, but trying to believe in something that I can't predict the future, especially with COVID, COVID was the grand corrector of like thinking that, you know, like certain things were going to happen. It's like, who thought the world would shut down? Said no one in like January of 2020, <laughs> so, except for maybe some doomsdayers. And they're like, I knew it. <laughs> Finally. But I just love telling myself a believable truth, which is I can a thousand percent believe that I will always be going for this and that this is important to me and we will go. But I will not hire people to get there faster if I think if we can't do it for some reason, no matter what it is, that I would jeopardize somebody's livelihood. Mm. And that means a lot to me. But that's me telling the truth. It's like, could we get there faster? Hell yes. I just don't like the path that I think it would require. I like this path of we're figuring it out. And I know I'll unlock the code at some point or I will die trying one or the other. That's Uh, all right. Yeah, that's so good. I just had a client who we were talking about how she's like, I could lose 15 pounds really fast. I know I can. I can just go on a shake fast or something or go on a diet. But we've been working together for a while. And she was like, but that's not. Like, I don't want to go down that path. I want to do it differently this time. And what I love about, you said something earlier, and I talk about this as well, is like being okay with where you are on the journey. Like I can be a, a coach, no matter what I coach on, This is because I get this a lot with my clients is even if they don't coach on a weight loss, they make not being at their weight loss goal mean something about them as a coach. So yeah. like you said earlier, if you can be okay with where you are on your journey, then that makes it okay to keep going towards your goals, right? Business and weight loss. And it doesn't make it a problem if you don't hit those goals and it makes it okay for you to keep going after them. So making like what I like to say, like make peace with what you, with where you are and loving where you are. It's a big thing I teach on my podcast. That's what makes it okay to, like you said, just continue to keep going for it. Even if you haven't hit your goal, like there's no reason not to. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So is there anything 
that we haven't covered that you want to share with my audience on this idea of going after two big goals and what came up as our theme of just like being honest with yourself? Just be super mindful about how you talk about things. Like, you know, as coaches, being on top of your brain and understanding the difference between what you're thinking and what reality is, is everything. You know, I I tell people all the time, very often, I don't even need to believe something new. I just need to know that what I'm thinking is not true. I mean, like literally about 70% of the crap that goes through this brain, I never even come up with a better thought other than like, oh yeah, that's that thing I think all the time, or that's not really happening, or that's just not useful. Like I'm not entertaining it. And that has been the most freeing thing for me. And then the things that just keep coming back and they, like I tell people all the time, just drop into your body. I did this earlier today. Some woman, I was coaching her and she just was, I could tell she was grasping at straws, trying to explain why she wasn't committed. And I forget what she even said. And it just smelled like horse crap. I said, do me a favor, drop into your body. What is that one word feeling you're feeling the most right now? And she was like, confusion. And I said, good. It means it's not true because I was waiting for you to tell me where it felt true in your body. So that for me is often how I know the difference between things I need to work on and things I need to pass on. If it feels true, it's my job to poke holes. It's my job to tell myself why it's not true. Like what else could be true? What's And I like to always tell myself what here is equally as true. Like it's just as true that you haven't lost your weight and clients might want a thinner person. And it's just as true that you haven't lost your weight yet. And there are people out there who get intimidated by thin coaches. Mm-hmm. Like eat both of them are equally as true. They probably both are like, yeah, I could see that. So pick the one that's helpful. <laughs> yes. And I think to your point, because I know this is true about you is I think this is always the work, right? C's versus T's, circumstances versus thoughts, right? The truth of the reality versus what your thoughts are. And this is why I always talk about and share my experiences with getting coached because it's so helpful when you have someone outside of you to help you see that. And that's why I know you have an amazing membership, the NoBS membership, where you people can come in. It's such an awesome community and get coached daily, weekly, et cetera, on just that, being able to see the difference between what their thoughts are and what the reality is. And I think even as coaches, even if we know the tools, like you just brought up, it's like, that's obvious, but sometimes like we still have trouble seeing that for ourselves. Just even I, I, I have all the tools, literally master coach train. And sometimes I'm like, hang on, that's a thought. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, that's a thought. That's not a circumstance. Sometimes we're the worst. It's like, okay, I know it's a thought, but come on, really? (laughs) It's like, we just talk ourselves into our own crap all the time. That just means we're just as human as anybody. I'm right now, I'm working with all of my coaches for a full year, having them do like, they have to do a weekly like download that tell me what they're working on personally. And then I'm, you know, like, just reading that and having them practice coach on each other and giving them feedback. Mm. And I'm like, y'all, you believe this crap you think. <laughs> exactly. <Come on. laughs> so I'm like, listen, just because you're a coach doesn't mean you're like 
perfect at being able to see your brain. No, not at all. (laughs) Good. Oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, for giving me your time and just sharing all your knowledge and so many nuggets and words of wisdom to my audience. You're so much appreciated. And again, I'm going to put the, what was it? The weight loss university link and your programs link. So, and in your podcast, of course, your podcast in the show notes. And um, I'm just so grateful. So grateful. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And uh, I'll see you all next time. I hope you loved that conversation as much as I did. Again, I just can't believe I got Corinne to come on the podcast. (laughs) So wild. If you loved it, share it with someone that would love to hear our conversation about going after two big goals, building your business, growing your business, and hitting your weight loss goal for the last time. So share it, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And just like we talked about at the end, right? Having help seeing your brain, even actually, especially if you're a life coach, If that's your next step and you think I might be the coach for you, then go ahead and schedule your consult call. Get it on the books. You can do so by going to pagewoman.com slash services and click book your consult call, or you can also message me on Instagram at lifecoachpagebb and we'll get it scheduled and we'll get on the call and talk about working together. All right, that is it for this episode. I will see you all next week. Bye.